Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode two of Tangents Gaming Podcast. My name is Toby, and I will be your host. Today, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be looking into multiplayer games. And I don't mean games that are from today. I'm talking about games that were past. We had so many games that were two players. Of course, you know, it's standard having a system come with two ports. However, we had systems like Nintendo and Sega, Genesis, having adapter playing for players. Nintendo, they had a small library of about 27 to 30 games, nothing too big and spectacular. Sega, they were dabbling into multiplayers in so many ways. One, they had the four-player adapter. And two, they had online gameplay. However, Nintendo stepped it up a little bit. And when I mean a little bit, I mean they have actually changed multiplayer on systems with the release of the Nintendo 64. The reason why this was absolutely incredible was there was four ports on the front and you did not need to buy that pesky adapter. The only problem with this is parents now kept getting bugged by their kids to be like, buy me more controllers so my friends can play. And eventually the parents are like, fine, how many do you need? Oh, we need a total of four. Okay, so they go out and they buy it. Which is absolutely awesome. And what's unique about this is you had other systems who kind of channeled their inner Nintendo and put the four-player addition into their consoles when they create it. With the second take that Sega did with their system on the Sega Dreamcast, they did add the four players built into the machine, but they never did it with the Saturn, just because of the time that Saturn was being developed. Later on, Sony, this is the one thing that I could never figure out. And Sony basically had the two adapters and they said, if you want more players, you can pick the four player adapter. Out. Personally, I did times two. Haha, <laughs> then I could play eight players, <laughs> which was kind of weird. At the same time, it was fun. The Sega Dreamcast, they introduced the four player adapter within the system itself. That was five. And as you can tell, it never took off. Then when Xbox came out in early 2000s, they actually did the exact same thing by adding the four players. The one problem that I have with the adapters is you have to go out and buy the adapter. And back in the 90s, when I bought the four player adapter, it was about 40 or $50 just for that thing. Then, of course, the controllers, which were about 40 on top of that. All said and done, I had two adapters for four players, which was 100 bucks. Then I had 
no word of a lie. You can ask my friends, especially uh, my two best. I had eight controllers. Just for the simple fact, I wanted to have one of the powerhouse games, which I eventually did do eight on eight hockey. So eight times four, that's 24. I spent like almost $400. I know the bath's not up there just quite yet, but it's pretty close. So I spent close to that much money for the controllers and the adapters. I wouldn't be so pissed off, but it was more of a bragging right to have all these and everybody can come over to my place or I could take all the games, systems, everything and go over to their house. Nowadays, people don't even go over to anybody's house to play video games. Kids would rather stay at home on their PlayStation 5s, Xbox X or S not leave, not venture out in the cold and walk 15 blocks just to get to Timmy's house to play a certain kind of game. And that's what we personally did ourselves is we would walk blocks to go over to Timmy's house to play GoldenEye or Mario Party. Uh, Another one that we did was even Mario Kart. We don't do that nowadays. There's, I would rather have these games, these systems, four player, eight player at home. My kids and I, what we did the other day is we had, we have two Xbox ones. We had, what was it? Three. We had five people playing and it was one of the most funnest rushes having all these people sitting around two TVs. I know it's not the same, but you get the point. Two TVs, five people, same room, hooting, hollering, telling everybody what to do, everything like that. If somebody had issues with the controller, we would be there to be able to fix it. Those were the experiences that the kids of today will not have and with the parents buying all these retro gaming systems our kids can relive what we relived i bought an or i found an xbox seven controllers with 15 games i bought it for 100 bucks how can you go wrong there was games that four of us would actually play and it was on the big screen so i was like yes Yes, this is awesome. To me, it brought me back. Even hearing some of the songs of these games, it was incredible with this nostalgia. Like, thinking back of when Midnight Club Dub Edition 3 was released. The songs by Big Timers and stuff like that was incredible. Then even having... Friends coming over to my place just to play some of the four-player games. Like, I've owned the Nintendo. I've owned Sega and PlayStation of the original. Just because I want my friends to actually have fun like I did. I can remember being over at my friend Hoyman's house on a Saturday with Hoyman, myself, Slim, and Roman. 
we're there. We're playing Sledstorm, Crash Bash, Crash Team Racing. What was it? Road Rash Jailbreak, as well as Poi Poi. All four of us. And some of the things that we did, like the one time I was teamed up with Hoyman, I was the bike driver and he was on the sidecar, which he would be considered to be the monkey. And I looked at him and was like, dude, if you hit me again, I'm going to throw you from this bike and I'm going to run you over. He starts laughing. And of course he goes and hits me. I said, that's it. And I hit all, all the buttons, which basically stops the bike and it shoots the monkey out. So all you see on my screen is the monkey flying through the air. I hit the gas. I go and dare uh, slim and Roman. They're like, what is going on? What is in the sky? Of course, they heard me talking about it, but they didn't really comprehend on what was going on. I go, followed the monkey. As soon as he landed, I ran over top of him. I jumped him. I flew, landed. Slim and Roman's like, how'd you do that? Because, you know, there was the monkey rolling on the ground. He hits it. They go both flying and Hoyman's pissed off. He wanted to beat the crap out of me. And that was the whole point of the gaming, the multiplayer, being in the same house. You get to see the reaction. Like, now, of course, you can basically stream and show your reaction. It's not the same. You want the ability to be like, okay, I'm going to go get a beer. Does anybody else want one? Okay, you want one? Okay, run, come back, plop. Nothing's missed, nothing's screwed up. Oh, the good times, I tell you, the good times. And of course, the internet has massively let that go, massively screwed that up. And to this day, I am going to say that multiplayer games is not what it used to be. Now we have multiplayer games of like 100 people sitting, playing. The ability to be in the same room, under the same roof, that is true gaming. And that's what this show was about. If you have any questions or comments, tangents, gaming, 189 at gmail.com. That's where you can get a hold of me. I am starting to grow my social media where it's tangents gaming without the G. So it's G A M I N 189 across the platforms for social media. So I'm slowly growing it. Or you can head over to bio.link forward slash tangents gaming for all the links as well as an affiliate link for you to sign up with dystopia my home of the podcast make sure you go check it out and if you get a membership for it that's great because pretty soon in the near future i will be uploading exclusive content which you only can get with the dystopia account so thank you for tuning in and i will catch you next time right here on tangents gaming podcast